Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. This is episode 167. We're, we're uh, two episodes away, Will. Just two. That's it. Uh, for the week of February 21st, 2021. Josh, yo, welcome to the live show. My name is Josh as well, a.k.a. JK Fire. And this week I'm joined by the man in the what I'm going to call smoky sweatshirt. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, let the folks know how you're doing this Sunday afternoon. I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. Uh, getting over kind of a head cold sickness that I had this last week. But, but not COVID. That, no, no, I got tested. I'm good. But, um, yeah, hanging in there. So, uh, we'll mention this before we started recording. Um, if you hear a lot of my voice today, I apologize in advance, but, uh, will, will wants to save his voice understandably. Um, so yeah, we're, we'll see how this episode goes. We'll take things easy and, uh, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. And we'll, uh, we'll just get into it. Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do you got, sir? Halo five back on top. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. And then tournament announcements and recaps. Of course, we have our predictions for the following upcoming Halo five pro series tournaments, including the EU and LATAM championships and the NA pro tournament. Number two, we have CDL super week. We're going to talk about that. And then we have video games to round out the show. But before we get into any of that, let's get into some competitive news. What's up, Jordan? One of our swords of Sagilios. With the, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yep, that's basically it. Um, also, I'll just give this a shout out right now. Uh, the, the latest episode of the Neebs cast is complete. Go ahead and check that out. That's N33B cast, where... The, the one, the, the, the one, the only, the only Neeb. He has a podcast where he talks about things that he loves. Movies, music, games, different topic all the time. You never know what's going to happen. So check it out. Um, competitive news. Tournament tease. This is by Blue Team Tournaments over on Twitter. And I quote, a project with a collaboration of three tournament organizers, maybe more. And it's Project Rainbow Road. There's a little video attached. You can go and check that out. The Google Doc, the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in the chat. Or if you're listening to this via the audio version, there's a link in the uh, in the description of the audio podcast. You can go and check that out. But yeah, Project Rainbow Road. Obviously, Rainbow Road is, is, a, is a fucking unbelievable Mario Kart racetrack. It has transcended multiple games within the franchise. Um, there's different iterations all the time. I have no idea what this is going to be. Could this be a racing tournament, Will? Holy shit. Who the fuck knows? I know a lot of people will be excited about that, but who knows? The next announcement we have is a March draft tournament announcement. This is by Penn Halo. Again, over on Twitter. And I quote, $500 plus prize pool to $15 entry fee, 4v4 double elimination bracket. Again, this is Halo 3. This is a Halo 3 draft tournament. Important dates include 
On March 18th, signups close. On the 19th is the draft broadcast. And on the 20th of March is the draft tournament. Go ahead and check that out. Josh says, Rainbow Road is at its best when you're playing at 150cc and driving off the map. You know, but there's some cool fucking shortcuts that you could be taking as well, depending upon which Rainbow Road iteration that you're racing on. Uh, Jordan also says, speedrunning competition? That could be pretty fucking cool. Yu-Gi-Oh! Tools, welcome... Welcome back to the live show. He says, need another H5 draft tournament. Good on Penn Halo for doing their thing. Abso-fucking-lutely, my man. Abso-fucking-lutely. As a matter of fact, we're going to have the results of that Penn Halo draft tournament that took place yesterday. Stay tuned for that later on in the show. Okay, the, the next two news stories that we have here one of them, um, going to give a little props to not only myself, but obviously Maddie Rums of NoobCombo.com. We'll shout him out later on in the show, too. But uh, we did some, quote-unquote, investigative journalism uh, in terms of what the fuck eSports Arena was doing. But let's let's do the, re- the first real announcement here. eSports Arena weekly tournaments are back. This is by eSports Arena on Twitter, and I quote, Microsoft Sunday is coming back with the clutch Why Not Be Reckless casting along with Shyway, so stay tuned for more $1,000 Halo 5 4v4s every week, starting February 28th at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Not what Takedown thought, which was yesterday or today, because he didn't read. But that's besides the point. So go ahead and check out the link in the Google Doc of the show to the show. And uh, Yu-Gi-Oh says takedown was wilding out. Holy yeah, dude. Fucking yup. Yes. Uh, to be frank, I read it the same way. You know, it's funny because I read the first tweet. Because it, For those who are not paying attention, that tweet that I just read was the second tweet in a thread. And the first tweet was a tweet that was mentioning that there's going to be a special broadcast uh, where you can like play matchmaking with Shyway and have a chance to win a Series X and all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah. So it wasn't great tweeting on Esports Arena's part, but also wasn't great reading on other people's parts. The next news story that we have, Esports Arena is hosting a Kellogg's $25,000 Halo 5 free-for-all tournament series. This is by NoobCombo.com! And I quote, In a tweet by Halo Collector, a member of the group noticed the packaging on a box of Pop-Tarts had a graphic that states, quote, free entry to the Halo Esports Arena online tournament, end quote. So, the funny thing about that is we were talking about how aren't the esports arena tournaments free to enter anyway? Like that's weird. Why would you have to pay for an entry? And why is this on a package of pop tarts? And like, and then we're thinking, wait a second, is this for halo five or is this for halo infinite? Maddie found out that the Spartans they used on the pop tarts packaging were halo five Spartans. So wait, what the fuck's going on? So we went to esports arenas page like their website plastered on the front of their website, which is now not there anymore. Like it's been taken down since, but if you headed to their website, the first graphic was an image advertising said series, 
but the Kellogg's websites still exist and they're still up. So here's the information. When you were able to click through to register, you were taken to a page with a list of dates of eight qualifying tournaments, each with a $1,250 prize pool going to the top six players. The first receives 600, second gets 300, third gets a 50, 150, and fourth receives $100, fifth and sixth wins 50 bucks. In order to register, you must have a code that you can receive via email by, purchase, by purchasing a qualifying Kellogg's product at any Walmart and submitting a picture of your receipt to the website that they include. You must, you must submit your receipts by April 14th and redeem your codes by April 16th. You can register for the tournament with your codes at the link they provide. So you don't need to purchase a branded piece of Kellogg's merchandise. It just needs to be a supported product. So if it's pop tarts or whatever it may be, you just purchase that at a Walmart, kind of like the monster deal, right? Where you submit a receipt showing that you bought monster at a place that they accept it. Bob's your uncle. So the eight tournaments will lead up to a $15,000 grand finale taking place on May 16th. If you place first in a qualifier, you'll be invited to the grand finale to compete in a 1v1 bracket against the other seven qualifier winners. You cannot participate in the other qualifier tournaments if you have won one. Okay? According to the FAQ on the website, each tournament will be a free-for-all restricted to residents in the United States. So, not North America. Just the United States. Each player can compete in a maximum of four tournaments and only one tournament per day. Head to your nearest Walmart now to grab yourself a code. So, like I said, on the Esports Arena website, that page has been taken down. But the Kellogg's websites are still up. And they're still there. And they, they, may, they may, in fact, still function to redeem a receipt. I have no idea. So, take that as you will. But the big takeaway here is that it all culminates in a 1v1 bracket to determine the, the grand prize winner. And for those who might be too young to know what happened before, even though this wasn't too terribly long ago, um, the Halo 4 Global Championship, where the end came down to a 1v1 between Ace and Pistola, or Ace won it. Um, it was the same type of scenario, and it was just as stupid then as it is stupid now. The prize pool amount, awesome. That's really cool, and it gives people an opportunity to compete. We're all for that. But, man. I didn't know we were going backwards. It's going to be interesting, because it... It's a free-for-all tournament that then culminates in a 1v1 bracket, which... It is exactly um, how the Halo 4 Global Championship worked. The exact same thing. It's so weird. Um, yep. But, I mean, I like that it's something different. Yeah. The same monotonous stuff that we've been seeing. For sure. And there's an actual, like, big prize pool behind it as well. Like, it's not... With, yeah, with a major brand sponsor. Right. And that's the funny thing, too. That's what was really mind-boggling to me, is that you have literal physical packages of pop tarts among probably other merchandise out there that has esports arena on it and halo five, not infinite halo five 
that's what was really blowing my mind into all of this. Because when, when Halo follower uh, tweeted out the picture that they received from one of their followers, uh, my initial, my first reaction from just reading the name of Halo uh, for Esports Arena on the package, I thought to myself, oh, they're getting ahead of it where they're going to be announcing maybe a kickoff tournament for Infinite or something, but just to get things out there, make it so people can can get codes, get, get out way ahead of it, right? But then when Maddie was like, no, those are Halo 5 Spartans, we're like, wait, 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 what? It, it, it wouldn't be okay. The, this is, I, I know I'm making a big deal out of this, but hear me out. This is why I was so like, holy shit in my mind is that this is on literal packages of fucking pop tarts at a Walmart. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't a tweet from esports arena being like, Hey, we have a $25,000 FFA series that we're going to be putting on. This is literal packages of Kellogg's pop tarts at a Walmart. Hey, eSports Arena wants to be a major player in the game. They've landed a major sponsor. This is how they get their name out there. Yeah. Um, they're doing tournaments all the time for not just Halo, but other eSports as well. So yes. This is benefiting both sides, getting eyes on their brand, getting um, you know people out buying Kellogg's products. Yes. It's a win-win for both sides. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool. Get them get I couldn't, those guys going. Couldn't agree more with you. It was just mind-boggling that it's for Halo 5. And like I like like you said, that's awesome for them and it is really cool. It's just what the fuck? Well, you got to look. Esports Arena was uh was that were those some of the people that were behind MLG or is that just uh that's Esports Engine? Yeah. So who who's over at esports arena i feel like it's someone who has halo ties um and you know good for them to keep the Might scene be. going absolutely i mean couldn't I, agree they love more. it they love it right absolutely uh what is up oh, justin welcome to the live show um but yeah that's just fucking cool and crazy and what a weird time we live in where this is promoting a halo 5 tournament in 2021 and there's pop tarts out there at Walmart. The final new, uh, competitive news story that we have is Halo Cliptrocity returns. This is by the HCS and Twitter. And I quote the hashtag Halo Cliptrocity clip off returns for 2021. Read up on all the updates and don't miss the top 10 plays from October, 2020 hosted by the shy way. Submit plays all year round. There are monthly rewards and there's monthly top 10 plays. You can read all about it in the link, included in the Google doc of the show notes of the show exclamation point show notes in the, the chat and that is going to do it for your competitive news your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com check out noobcombo.com for all your halo esports needs you know what it is on sunday february 21st that's today as a matter of fact we have the swat nation swat and time part two which had been delayed it is now happening today so go ahead and check out that broadcast, which will be happening, if not right now, in a little bit. Gamers for Christ Halo 5 2v2 Tournament. The Halo 2 Real Ones Project Cartographer Draft 4v4 Soup Bowl. All right. 
The LFTG Halo 5 $1,000 2v2 qualifier number one. So they are hosting a qualifier series that uh, got announced over the week. And this is the first tournament of said series. And then we have the HCS Halo 3 MCC Pro Series 4v4. And real quick, Will, I just want to say this if I can find it again. Real quick. Yeah. Snakebite tweeted out like right before we went live here. And he said, the year is 2021. I'm excited for a Halo 3 online event today that will likely last until 2 a.m. again. Where did it all go wrong? Take that as you will. On Friday, February 26th, we have the Hydra Gaming Halo 5 co-ed 2v2. On Saturday, February 27th, we have Yodesla's Halo Wars 2 four-year anniversary tournament. That's foreshadowing for a shout-out later on in the show, by the way. We have the Penn Halo Halo 3 2v2. And then the HCS Halo 5 Pro Series Season 3 Championship number 1 for EU and LATAM regions. And the HCS Halo 5 Pro Series Pro Tournament number 2 for North America. And then finally, on Sunday, February 28th, we have the Airborne Vanessa's Halo 5 2v2. Esports Arena Halo 5 4v4. That's right, they're back. And the HCS Halo 3 MCC Pro Series 4v4. Go ahead and check out all the links again in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, or you can always go to noobcombo.com. They have a nice little events page on the left hand on the right hand side of the page where you can click through them. You can go to the links that they provide, go to the brackets of the sign up page, and check it out. And it's cool shit. And will that means that the next segment it's time for? Therefore, what do we typically? Glee have next roster mania. Yeah. Uh, roster mania. And there's kind of nothing going on there. So see, I'm saving your voice for you. There you go. <laughs> uh, with that, what do we have for the tournament league recaps of the week? Will? yeah. So we'll start off with the HCS Halo three MCC pro series four V four. In fourth place was Stainers. Uh, this included Gilkey, Tusk, Ace, and Boo-Boo-Doo-Boo. Third went to Flyers, Hunter, JJX, commonly Elamite, and Straight Sick. And then um, second was Warriors, taking on $400. Goofy, Nico, Rain, and Ryan Noob. And first went to H3 Team, taking home $600. APG, Snakebite, Lethal, and Trippy. Um, I suppose they can't use Sentinels now that it's uh, less than, or they're, you know, half of the Sentinel squad. Right. So they, they were always the H3 team in these MCC tournaments and they are still just sitting at the top where they always have been. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see to use a phrase we haven't used in a while. Uh, if they continue to stay on top there, Mark owns your face states. What's up guys. Long time. No talk. How are you doing? Yo, what's up, Mark? Welcome back. Hope you're doing well. And we are doing well. It's good to see you. Good. Yeah. And also, you don't own my fucking face. What do we got next, Will? <laughs> Pen Halo 3, 4v4, February draft tournament. In fourth place was Team Riot Shock, which included Riot Shock placement uh, Roy and Roy Blood? It's Royal. It's Royal Blood? Oh, okay. And then My Tails um, on there as well. Third place team was Stan Paradigm, Han Never Solo, uh, Faisal 2, and 
De Crib. Second place went to Nikoski. Uh, Gun Kerr. Notorious. 99 MS and Cheesy. And first place team was Employee Adamant Pikachu Pot Pie and Defy Alex. I like Pikachu Pot Pie. That's pretty good. Are we going to add it to the gamer tags of the year list? Yeah, yeah, I like that one. All right, Go I'm ahead. adding it right now. All right, next up we had the J Money Muse, Music Man's Halo 5 4v4 Frisbee Tournament, which I actually tuned in for for a little bit. I don't. Did you catch this one at all, Josh? Uh, no. Okay, so oh, I only watched one match. I do have some beef, though, but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it was like what we were thinking about. It's like Ultimate Frisbee, where you have, you throw the, the oddball around the map. And they have to stop once they catch it, right? Well, they didn't have to, but you turned into, like, Fat Kid. Remember? Like, oh, the, okay. So, so you can, yeah. You move super slow. So instead of having to depend on the honor system, it's basically like, Hey, let's try to implement a gameplay perspective here. That makes it so you yeah. can barely move. And then if you got melee a certain amount of times, you drop the ball, things like that. Okay. Um, so that's cool. They made, yeah, they made it where like someone just couldn't sit there and hold the ball forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was, which was awesome. And, uh, the movement was nice because there was a couple times where someone caught it on like, say like the one yard line. Right. And you just kind of got to move it in there and get the ball in. So, um, it was tough to watch, I would say, because Uh-oh. they were watching players' perspectives, and when the ball's being thrown around so much, it got a little difficult. Right, and the fact you have to keep switching between, mm-hmm. I can understand that, yeah. I think it'd be just but, better to have, like, an overhead kind of cam, like, as yeah. a spectator, you know, have an overhead cam so you can see everything that's happening on the field, and then if someone's making a cool play, you could probably just go into that one player. Right, but um, still... I like the kind of innovation, right, with Halo and yeah. things that can be done. So, well, we've seen uh, we've seen this, we've seen the Rochambeau stuff. It's like, and uh, I know Sleepy Letty's been putting on some different types of tournaments too. It's you're right. It's just really cool to see Halo Five, not only just Halo Five being played more as well, but like the the Forge variants really coming into play and making something special. Yeah. So uh, let's run through the placements for this frisbee tournament. In fourth place, we had Ball Buddies. It was Sleepsters, uh, Kale Crazy, Angus Plexus, or Argus Plexus, sorry, and then Sir Tickles 69. That's a good name right there. Uh, third went to Frisbeaming, uh, which was Ghost 101010101. Yeah. Uh, Exotic Sniper 117, Focus, and Juggernaut. Second went to Toes Are Back in Town, uh, which was Rocket 112785, Cheney Plays. Cajun Spice and Lionel BT. And first we built diff. Uh, huh, yeah, which I'm not doing it. <laughs> You're not doing it? Oh, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, which was Nap Times, Gun Lane, Young Guns, and Dallas Snipe. So there you go. They took the Frisbee tournament. So here's the beef that I have. Okay. Okay. I've said this before and I'll say it again. This goes to both. Pen Halo and J Money Music Man. This goes to both of you. The, the conglomerate of Pen Halo and then J Money Music Man. Please. Fill out the bracket? No, the bracket was filled out oh, because that's okay. where I got the information from. But in order to get the bracket, I had to go to a tweet, 
go to a stream, scrub through the stream until somebody typed exclamation point bracket in the channel and then follow the link to the bracket. Mm. Please. If you're listening to this show, this is just a minor gripe that can be easily solved. When you tweet out your broadcast for the love of fucking God, just include link the, the link, the bracket in the tweet. It's all you got to fucking do. It's not hard. Oh my God. Include the link to the stream and the link to the bracket done. Easy peasy. I can do I I can search for that super quickly. It's great. Please. Rant over. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to some pro series open tournament results. Halo five, of course, yes. um, out of Australia, New Zealand in fourth place, we had toxic spiders, uh, which, you know, definitely toxic spiders down there in New Zealand, but <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. I don't fuck with those. Nope. Me no. Um, this team included, I don't gate eight. Jimmy Bruh and uh, K Haunted. Third was OE. Oi. Ninja. Oi. Ninjastics. But. How do we say that? It's like Bashar Assad. That works. Yeah. Uh, Grand Lash Shadow and Snake. Uh, second went to On Top. Oh, almost uh, $400 to them. It was berserk meta and is it uh, T junior? Yeah. T junior D. I think first place went to Titans taking home $600. It was Madsy barcode pips and seduce. Sweet. All right. On the, to the EU open tournament in fourth place was Royal Marines. This was shysty hollers, a Marine and Mista. Third went to Krogan of Vaccine, Tommy the Krogan, Bratchford, Precisionite, and Fape Speed. Second went to the England, Germany, Italian, France squad, which was SLG, Moe's, Kimbo, and Snipe Drone. And first place went to Cartel, taking home $600 Shady, Jimbo, Legend, and Sicka. So they continue to stay on top. They've won, like, how many is that? Four or five now in a row? Yeah, they've been dominating it. Unbelievable. I mean, predictions are going to be pretty easy. So... <laughs> At least for at least for that, at least for EU. So who the fuck knows? But that's insane. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Moving on to Latam, we have uh, Rebel in fourth place, which was Nugget, uh, Hermgel, which we still don't know how to say properly, Laylocks and Gambino. Third went to Carnage Black. This was Bullet, Sepsers, Guardian Flies, and Zarek. Second went to Fire and Ice, taking home four hundred dollars. Magico, Juan MC, Running JM, and Noble. And first went to the Pittsburgh Knights. Still weird saying Pittsburgh Knights out of the Latam region, yep. but it's tapping buttons at so drift in Pool God. There you go. And the next open tournament, if you didn't watch this one, it was a fun one. I had it up on my side monitor all day. It was good. Um, fourth place went to Swish Ball, which was Swish Fives, Crossfade, Divine Damsel, and Miss Audie. I will say Miss Audie and Divine Damsel have been playing out of their minds recently. Yes, they yeah. have very fun to watch what they're doing and uh hope they continue to improve because it's just fun to see that new talent and people uh show up that usually weren't before so and they're uh really cool to see they consistently stream as well so yeah, yeah they're, and they're, that's that's another thing too they're they're constantly on the grind like they're always playing halo and that's just cool to see people who 
put the time in, get rewarded. Speaking of which, <clears throat> uh oh, no, it's keep, keep going because that oh. proves that proves a point here with the first place team and second place for that matter. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, so third place, heart of the cards, Spartan, Musa, name and rain. Second place going to Baba Booey, my favorite team name out of this group. Do you want to add uh, that to the to the list? It's good. But it's not great. Okay. You know, it's okay. Not, it's no Bed Bath and Beyonce. It's Beyonce. Uh, that's like the that's like the bar right now is Bed Bath and Beyonce. Oh, know? that's the bar. Oh shit. Like it's got to be like on the level, right? Like it's got to be. Good. Oh man. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, four hundred bucks to Baba Booey, which was uh, I, I really want to figure out how to say this name. Uh, but I'm just gonna go so, with. So, do you know what they were saying on the broadcast? I didn't hear him say it. They were saying dragon. That's it. They were just dragon. saying dragon. Yup. So the J R A G N dragon. That's what they were saying. The, the entire right. broadcast, they were saying dragon. So I don't know if that's exactly how you say the person's name and the U E G is just silent, but, or if it's like the, the, you know how the people U- put the U E might be silent. Could be, but dragon. they were just saying dragon. So, I like your raging better, but okay. Dragon, <laughs> uh, gold star, VR, electrify and JK eight, seven, um, seven. Oh, I put an extra one on there. There you it's go. Okay. I, I did what I typed it out too. And then I just reached the, the graphic. So very nice. Uh, then first place going to scared money, taking home 600 bucks. It was Rami Bards, Vetra and Fluriously, which, uh, if you watch that finals, it was pretty damn dominant for them they did they put on an absolutely dominant performance and um, that not- uh, that that uh str- that last strongholds game on the rig though was so close it was so back and forth yep. uh i was hoping for baba Booey to come up with a game there just to extend the series because it was fun to watch but and uh, that's yes. that's another thing too the the series between heart of the cards and baba Booey. i so, okay, I talked about this at length last week about and the week before about how hard work pays off, right? And if you put the time yeah. in, you put the work in, good things will happen. That's exactly what happened for Baba Booey and Scared Money. That series between Heart of the Cards and Baba Booey, we saw, like, I I'm normally a person who does not like the body disrespect or anything like that. It, it's just me personally. Uh, that JK kid was just holy shit. When, oh man, when Spartan or Rain would die, or especially name, like he would just be on top of them, just staring at them or, or shooting bodies. And I'm like, you better hope you don't lose this fucking series, man, because if you do, this is all on you. Because that can gas people up really badly. Like if you, I mean, we've seen Frosty do it time and time again, but if you, if your body disrespected like that, you better have the utmost confidence that you're going to win that series. And lo and behold, they did. And they, like I, the games in that series were incredible. There was a clip that I saved. Um, It was the, it was their CTF game on Fathom, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I, and I don't know, give me one second. I, I, I know I'm doing this live. So just give me, give me a second. Um, so this was, 
Let's see here. All right, so this wasn't that series, even though that series had a CTF Fathom game that also came down to the fucking wire. There was a series before that between um, between that squad and uh, who the fuck was the other team? And Kingdom. I'm pretty sure. Was it Kingdom? Yeah. It was between them and Kingdom. It was a CTF Fathom game. All right. It was 2 2. And there's. Okay. I have to. I'm going to watch this clip. Just give me a second. So there's 15 seconds left, right? L Halo Elite. All right. This is insane. El Halo Elite gets um, Red Team's flag. Red Team, in this case, being Baba Booey. There's now 13 seconds left. He's running it. Um, he's running it towards Red Street side. Gets it all the way back to his base. Okay? He then stops. He throws the flag into his base because his, his, his flag is gone. His flag's going up towards Blue Tree. All right. And he sees, I think three of his teammates or two of his teammates die. All right. In blue tree while trying to return the flag. So this is dire straight situation. Mark says that was the best play of the tournament for me. This, this plays insane. And I'll post the clip in the chat too. So you guys can check this out. Like this is, this is absolutely insane. So El Halo Elite gets flag runs at red street back to his base drops flag off in the base. Now there's three seconds left. He's sprinting towards blue tree house to try to get this flag returned so they can win this game in overtime, right? He goes up to blue tree, kills the player who just grabs the flag. He is now basically two shot. All right. He turns towards top mid and he perfects, not only perfects the kid, he perfects Exo with the last shot in his pistol as well. If he would have died there, that more than likely would have been, uh, like it would have been a stalemate because I think both teams would have had the flag at that time. But just the awareness that El Halo Elite had, like I was mind blown. That I mean, the, if he didn't get that perfect kill, that would have been, I mean, if he would have died, that, that would have been a stalemate at that situation. But the fact that he oh. kills the person that grabs the flag and then perfects the kid to, to get the return when the flag's back at his base already. And it was flawless, flawless execution. Yeah. You got to look at that scenario. And, um, one, he gets the, he gets the flag carrier who's, who's in that area. And then. Um, the fact that he gets the guy off a of top mid because that guy is looking down into the base, killing the spawners who then picked, were able to pick up the flag, hold the flag. And then his, you see his teammate fly onto the flag at the end there as well. Mm-hmm. But if that player is still top mid, the nades are coming through, they're pushing him off the flag and that stalemate continues. Or the, you know, if the guy's killing the spawners, his teammates are probably pushing for the flag, getting there. And it's just that one kill from the, the power position top mid changes that whole scenario. It was a, 
and the Go fact ahead. that it was a perfect with the last bullet is just insane. Yep, and he he was two teammates dead because of that treehouse play. And I, what just the shot says one shot, one opportunity. Mom's spaghetti. That was a beautiful play. It, <laughs> it, in all seriousness, like you said, it was an absolutely beautiful play. When I saw when I saw that happen, I'm like, it it didn't pan out in their favor because it was kingdom who won and moved on. But like Mm -hmm. that game win right there, I talked about it last week where there are plays and there are circumstances where what, where it separates you from the rest, right? It makes a good player into a great player. And what El Halo elite did in that circumstance where he, he single-handedly now there were two dead on red side, but he single-handedly grabs flag runs it all the way back to his base, realizes his teammates are in trouble and are not able to get the return, drops the flag in his base, runs halfway across the map again to Blue Treehouse, and is able to get the two absolutely pivotal kills to guarantee that cap and win that game in overtime. That was phenomenal. I'm not sure what happened to the red team there, but I mean, them not covering street side is a huge miss on their part. Absolutely. And that's what allowed that whole play to open up is they didn't have full map control as you know you hear all the time right they had they had one side they had treehouse side control yeah and they had had that side of top mid as well and the fact that it's still like el halo elite was able to just run in there get the kill like what what surprised me further is that he kills the flag carrier right the the guy picks up the flag and tries to start running it uh down tree kills Mm -hmm. that guy turns towards top mid i don't know if the communication was off between um those two players on red, but the guy top mid didn't immediately turn towards tree. Like yeah. it wasn't until it wasn't until El halo elite was shooting at him that he turned around and was able to get that perfect. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, lots of very little things there that could have changed the outcome. Yes. And like I said, it's unfortunate that they weren't able to close out that series, but man, that, that play who that was some good shit. Insane. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it worked out. We were able to talk about it because I really wanted to talk about that clip. Uh, Awesome. Yeah. There's the VODs included in the show notes. If you guys want to go watch that whole thing, because it was, it was something special. It was something special. Will, do you want to move on to our topic of the week? Uh, What do you? Yeah. 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 Uh, give me one second. I don't think I have anything else. So now it's time for the topic of the show. Um, so we have our HCS Halo five pro series season three championship. Number one for EU and LATAM predictions to my knowledge, they are two separate tournaments and it's the top eight from the previous opens that took place. So literally just what happened yesterday for those two tournaments, those top eight teams are going into these championships. Um, what's up, Mar? Welcome. And yes, please go check that clip out. It's fantastic. So the qualified teams will read through them. I'm not going to read through the rosters. I'll just read through the names one more time. The qualified teams for EU include uh, Muriel Robin, Austrian Force, In Control, Viper- Viperio, Royal Marines, Krogenavirus, uh, wait, no, Krogena vaccine, <laughs> not Krogenavirus, uh, um, England, Germany, uh, Italy, and France, and Cartel. Will, real quick, who do you think's going to win the season championship number one? Well, it's hard to go against Cartel. They've been dominating this tournament week in and week out. 
I don't see anyone else taking that slot other than the second place team if things don't go. Sometimes you just have a bad day, right? Absolutely. So um, it's money's on cartel, yep. but don't put it past the SLG team to take them down once. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree. And it, again, to keep it short and sweet, I couldn't agree more. That's exactly the way I look at it. Cartel's been absolutely dominant. They don't look like they're stopping anytime soon. But like you said, any day could be different. So we'll just have to wait and see, but I'm with you cartel. We think we'll win on the light Tam side of things. The eight qualifying teams include on gravity, Ebenezer gaming, carnage gaming, sad boys, rebel carnage, black fire and ice and Pittsburgh Knights. Will with those eight qualifying teams, who do you have taking first place? Well, uh, looking at the lineups, and I encourage everybody to go to the, the show notes and look at who's on these teams for LATAM because we've seen many of these names be at the top before on different teams, and they've all kind of moved around. Um, and the Pittsburgh Knights with tapping buttons at so Drift and Pulgot have been dominating this as well. Um, again, hard to bet past them. Um, but again, Magical One, Running Jam, and Noble have shown great skill. So again, money's on Pittsburgh Knights, who have been taking first multiple weeks in a row. Fire Nice close second. And I can see kind of anyone else mixing up third through eighth. Like, it could really go to anyone depending on how they play that day. Agreed as well. Um, I, I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to say Pittsburgh Knights probably win this one as well. I think I think the bracket probably remains similar to what we are at right now with the latest open event. I think Fire and Ice are also a very dominant squad, but I just think Pittsburgh edges them out. Uh, really, the name that, that really stands out to me is Tapping Buttons because he was for a little while um, on the EG roster for North America. Um, so he has a little bit more experience playing against the, the top of the top, I guess you could say. And that's nothing against the Latam region. We, we talked about it before where they just don't have the same opportunities and they deserve the same opportunities. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to edge, give the edge to Pittsburgh in this wouldn't be necessarily surprised if fire and ice take the win, but I'm going to give the edge to Pittsburgh. And then for the North America, the pro tournament number two. This is not the season championship. This is the pro tournament number two. Mm-hmm. Again, for North America, the top eight teams on the AM side are the top eight that placed in the open tournament that just happened yesterday. These include, again, Rising 8, um, Onphonum, I probably mispronounced that, Kingdom, Golden Dawn, Swishball, Heart of the Cards, Baba Booey, and Scared Money. And then on the pro side of things, the top eight teams that are moving on to this tournament include Elevate, Cobra Kai, Status Quo, Flyers, Inconceivable, Cloud Nine, Sentinels, and Kansas City Pioneers. With KCP being the winners of the last pro tournament that took place. So will. What who do you Give me, if you're able to, 
Try to give me your top eight. Out of the 16 huh. teams that we have, try to give me your top eight. Okay. You can start wherever you want. Um, like, honestly, the top, like for the pros, right? Yep. Do you think all eight teams move on? Do you think any of the AM teams that from the open make it into this, well, make it into I'd the like, final eight? I'd like to see scared money. Ta- I can see them taking out, um, possibly elevate or Cobra, Cobra cry, <laughs> Cobra Kai. Yep. <clears throat> and then maybe, I don't know. Flyers have been, they could be up and down, but they're, they're still pretty good. Um, I, so, I mean, I think first Sentinel said they didn't have much practice. Um, so do they do, put in the practice? That's the question. Are they really, are they motivated? Are they motivated to, um, cause obviously KCP has been, um, those are going to be my top two right there because they are the ones showing that they have, they have it right now. So are we um, going to put like a, are we going to put like an asterisk on this and say that if Sentinels have practiced, we think they're going to win. Uh, if not, then it's yeah. probably KCP. I would say so. I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. Because that's the thing is that it, I hated, and I said it last week, I hated how they came out and said, Oh, we didn't put a lot of practice in. It's like, well then fuck you. But if you do put that work in, we saw what KCP were able to do. We saw what scared money were able to do. If you put the work in, good things will happen. So if Sentinels are like, they put a little bit of a grind in on that. It's hard to, it's hard to vote against them. Yeah. We think that looking at the rest of the list, um, cloud nine, inconceivable, um, status quo, I would say flyers. They've been doing well enough that they'd round out the top six there. Sure. And then my, the question is, does scared money or Baba Booey bust into the top eight? Because I think they are able to, if things just fall their way, um, it will be Cobra Kai with Eli elite nemesis who have some, uh, experience behind them would be hard to take down, yep. but I, I would never say never in this situation. The, uh, these are all teams that are, are competing and trying to trying to get to the top. So um, I don't see much past Scared Money or Baba Booey taking anywhere in the top eight. I think it also depends on how groups like are ah, constructed, yes. you know, because we Very don't know who's playing against two right now. And the Very top true. two teams move on at bracket play. So I don't, who knows, but I agree. I think a lot of agreeing here, but I think that if Sentinels practice, it's real hard to vote against the arguably the best players in the game, like even today. And I'm not saying that KCP got it off easy last time because they didn't. They put the work in and they clearly showed that they deserved that win. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing, the team that I want to look out for two teams actually that I really want to look out for in this next pro tournament are cloud nine and inconceivable because they, we know cloud nine didn't put a lot of practice in either. And their, their series against Sentinels were so back and forth. Like the, like I said, the games that cloud nine won were dramatic. The games that Sentinels won were dramatic. Like in a sense that there was, it was such a huge deficit between the teams. I want to know what happens if cloud nine put a little bit of more work in to see where they end up 
Same thing with Inconceivable, because frankly, I just don't think Inconceivable played as good as they are. That last pro term, I don't think they did. It didn't feel like that at all. It, it just felt like some a lot more misplays than normal. I don't know if communication wasn't on point in that circumstance, but I feel like they're better than what they placed. And third, fourth is nothing to scoff at. I just think that they can play better than that. In that Cloud9 roster, you you literally have three three out of four world championship world champions on that roster. You sub yeah. Penguin for Shotzi and you have Splice. Like that's that's also weird to me. And I again I don't think they put a lot of practice in the last time. So if they put some work in, could they return to a little bit of that splice form? Because that team was unfucking believable at the tail end of Halo 5's major competitive life cycle. So those are two teams I really want to pay attention to. And like you said, Scared Money and Baba Booey absolutely have a chance to be in that fifth through eighth, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I think Baba Booey really want to prove themselves, especially the way I saw JK fucking body disrespecting like crazy. Speaking of which Mark says, uh, body disrespect is fine, but not too much. However, I don't really care for poor language and disrespect on listen-ins. It's a bad look. And I think players should be fine if they say something bad enough. I think the issue is, is sometimes they don't know when they're being listened in on, right? It's true. <laughs> so like, Wait. if that's, if that's your team chemistry with just like whatever it is, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know. Did you hear? I forgot what listening it was on, but uh, like right as soon as they too did on somebody, like the guy's reaction was like, get fucking shit on you shitter. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It was um, crazy. Yeah. No, I agree with Mark though. Um, you could say that the gaming community has spawned a lot of toxicity due to the highly competitive arena, right? Sure. Um, and it doesn't always need to be present where it is. So I can completely understand. So here's, here's my, I would say rebuttal is that, so I was listening to, um, regardless of what your thoughts on the show or the people involved, but uh, I was watching skip and Shannon undisputed throughout the week last week. And, uh, and Shannon being a hall of fame, um, a former tight end, but is in the professional football hall of fame. He was talking about how, so during the COVID season that took place, right? You're able to hear a lot more of what's going on in the field. Yeah. Um, and and something I never really paid it to, or never really realized is that, like you mentioned, with gaming and the listenings and whatnot, you're able to hear a lot more of that smack talk, the disrespect, whatever it may be. And yes, there's a lot of it was a lot of profanity laced, right? Mm-hmm. what Shannon was talking about, he never mentioned gaming or anything like this, but like in terms of professional football, they were doing the same thing. It's just, you weren't able to hear it because of all the fans, but Shannon, he talked about how, Oh yeah. If, if, if somebody pissed him off, he would look across and he'd be like, Hey, like, Hey motherfucker. And like, he'd get up all up in there. And I know they're not the same thing. I know they're not the same thing. It's just, you don't hear it in the professional landscape of traditional sports because of everything else going on, the commentators, they don't do listen-ins on the teams, but do know that it is happening. Right. But I think the difference between esports and regular sports is um, you see a lot of the toxicity go from off the field 
or from on the field to off the field. Yeah, and it's it terrible. It doesn't it doesn't stop on the field like um you see you know different teams that are freaking they butt heads all the time different players but they hug it out after the after the game, right? They go talk to each other after the game, you know, whatever. Yeah, because they, they realize it was just a game. Right. And it's all just it's competition. The uh yeah, like goalie Cypress is saying it's toxic because people are are they're too anonymous. Um, you know, if your actual name was out there on what you were saying and doing, you might not, you know, people might not be, um, so bad, you know what, you know what I mean? Like it's cause you're anonymous and people don't know that all that, that continues to be the way it is. So, and uh, also typically in professional sports, they are, you know, adults and true. professionals, even, Very even true. like the 18 year olds that come right out of fucking high school, go into college for a year and come right out of college and go into the NFL, whatever it may be. Like there's, there's a, there's a certain professionalism that's expected when you're in that type of a league. Yeah. Um, so, so goalie sniper says personally love smack talk. I come from a hockey background background where chirping is part of the culture, but there's rules to smack talk unwritten, but yeah, exactly. Absolutely. There's, so yeah. Um, I think the problem I've seen with gaming is that it just continues outside of the game. You know what I mean? It right. It doesn't need to be what it is. As we've seen with a recent uh, DM thread <laughs> that had happened. Yes. So it's just anyway. Yeah. It's just realize that a game's a game. You're playing to compete. And yes, things get heated in the moment, obviously, because it's the competition of it all. But when you're done, I mean, Hey man, good game. Shit. Mm-hmm. Or even if it wasn't a good game, just be like, oh, fuck, you know, it got fucking destroyed, but we move on. Simple as that. Um, all right. Trash talking, ladies and gentlemen. Just be nice. You know, whenever you're having a bad day, just play the Why Can't We Be Friends song, and that's, that's all you got to do. Done there and done. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for some regular news. MCC development and flighting updates. This is by Postums. This is the only news story that we have. February flighting. In case you missed it, the Halo community update came out last week, and in it, we talked to MCC flighting, which we plan to have rolled out this week. Unfortunately, there are a handful of Ring 3 blockers, bugs preventing public flighting, that are present. We're going to give this month's flight another week of development prior to getting out to everyone. This is game development and things change. We'll continue to do our best to keep you informed on these changes through our weekly flighting updates when we have news available to share. So, our new target is later next week, aka this week. Um, We know that players are very excited for this flight, and as we've discussed, there's a lot of new features and content coming in the next one. So since last week's update, we have made a minor shift in timing in the content in it, and when it will be available over the course of it. If all goes well in rings one and two, we plan to roll out our next public flight as early as next Thursday, February 25th. Then we're planning in roughly a week or so an update to the flight to bring more content and features online that we are working hard on. Some of the items we're hoping things can change to include in this flight at the start are season six content, two new maps for halo three from halo online. These include edge and waterfall. FLV slider support for all Xbox one consoles. FLV slider will no longer be locked when the Xbox series X and S devices are set to 120 Hertz, double key bindings, mouse and keyboard support for consoles, advanced audio options and weapon display offsets for view opposition customization options. 
Planned update co- content a week or two after the flighting starts includes the custom game browser, a new way to play with each other in MCC, and additional bug fixes and content. Thanks for being flexible, patient, and ready for this next one to kick off. We'll let you know as soon as we're good to go and shout it on the bullhorn. That's it for the regular news. Time for Cotton of the Games Watch! Will, matches didn't happen. Uh, what was I think it was supposed to be last week because of the unbelievable weather situation that Texans are having to deal with. Therefore, they have pushed those matches and have created the first ever Call of Duty League Super Week. Oh my God. I just saw this graphic for the first time right now. <laughs> there are some matches. Just a few. Just a few. Uh, Marco Interface asks, what are double key bindings? I imagine that you can have a function be on multiple keys. Yeah, so if you wanted like your grenade throw to G and also like a side button on your mouth, you could have two key bindings rather than it only being G or your mouth. Yes. Yeah, so like if you try to go an MCC on PC right now and you try to set, like if you, if you set crouch to C or fucking, what is it? Alt typically, whatever. When you, when you set your crouch to whatever key you have it set to, um, and let's say that key was already set to something else, then that binding is going to go away for that other key because you set it here. So yeah, there's just double shit. CDL Super Week. Matches. They're taking place over the course of the week. They start tomorrow, Monday, February 22nd. The Mutineers against the Gorillas and Atlanta Phase against the Ultra. Tuesday, the 23rd. The Mutineers go against the Paris Legion, the London Royal Ravens against the New York Subliners, and then the Rocker go up against the Seattle Surge. On Wednesday, the 24th, the Empire go up against the Royal Ravens, the LA Thieves against the Seattle Surge, and Optic Chicago against the Ultra. On Thursday, February 25th, the Rocker go up against the New York Subliners. Optic Chicago go up against the Gorillas and Atlanta Phase against the Florida Mutineers. On Friday, the LA Thieves against the London Royal Ravens, the Toronto Ultra against the Legion, and the Dallas Empire against the Subliners. On Saturday, the Atlanta Phase go up against Paris Legion. The Rocker go up against the London Royal Ravens and the Toronto Ultra go against the LA Gorillas. And finally, on Sunday, February 28th, to round out the Cod League Super Week, the New York Subliners go up against Seattle Surge, the Optus Chicago go up against the Florida Mutineers, and the Dallas Empire close things out with a match against the LA thieves. That'll be one definitely to watch funny how they plan that out towards the end of the end of the week there, but it'll be good. Um, Good shit. How are you feeling about the rockers chances? I think that we have an opportunity to get three dubs. Yeah. I think Um, the, the three teams that we're facing off are, this is nothing against the other teams, but I think that the three teams that we were facing off against this week are middle of the road at best. Now, again, we are going based off of one week of matches in the league so far. 
Right. Which but we, we did beat Dallas. Which was touted as being the best team. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, they're the, they're the, they're the champ. Um, yeah. I think teams are still feeling each other out a bit. Yep. Um, I really like our search and destroy. Yes. We're playing really well on that. We and, need to get better uh, at hard point, don't we? Hard point is our issue, which yep. is concerning to me, considering there's usually two hard points in a five game series. Um, right. So if we can get our hard point down and uh, Priesta, I watched an interview with Priesta and he was talking about how their first match, he was like, this is what he said, their first match against the Thieves, they were like, the vibe was off. Like no one was really hyping us up. We weren't really moving. And he's like, I was just going to be that for our team in the second match against the Empire. So he was like the hype man calling out good stuff, calling out, you know, so I think Priesta needs to step up. Kind yeah, of need to be captain, the shot caller. Need communication. Get people, get, yeah. And uh, so I'm hoping that continues and that he can be that like positive force to bring um, the team up to the next level that they need to be at. And from what I can tell, he can he can absolutely. So. And the another thing too is that I think we had one of the hardest like starter weeks. Oh yeah. Like we we face off against two arguably the the best teams in the league in our first yeah, we week. Could, we could have easily been 0-2. We could have easily, yep. So the fact that we were able to beat Dallas, now we have, I'm not going to say they're easy teams by any stretch of the imagination. It's just no. you you have the Seattle Surge, which had, a, which had a complete rebuild. We did too, but they had a complete rebuild. They kept Octane. We'll see how they do. And then the New York Subliners, who they lost Zuma, and they had to bring someone in to replace Zuma, which is a hard, some big shoes to fill. So, and who knows if they're going to be clicking fully yet because you just never know. It's the beginning of the year. And then we face off against the London Royal Ravens who basically had a rebuild as well. Um, What they have scraps, but they don't have Wuskins. Yeah. So the brothers aren't together. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just maybe some of that communication, the consistency is off. If they're both not there, I don't know. We'll see. So I think, I think we have the potential for three W's this week for sure. All right. So there's that. Um, the next piece we have here, making backward compatible games, even better with FPS boost. It's by Paul Ang of Xbox. As we detailed in October with the increased CPU, GPU and memory from our new consoles, all of your existing games look and play better with certain titles. We can make the experience even better. All with no work required by the developer and no update needed by the gamer. To that end, the backward compatibility team has developed FPF, FPS boost. I can't fucking say FPS. What is wrong with me? Which employs a variety of new methods for nearly doubling, and in a few instances, quadrupling the original frame rate on select titles. Higher, steadier frame rates make games visually smoother, resulting in more immersive gameplay. We partnered closely with developers to enhance the experience while maintaining the game's original intent. And while not applicable to all games, these new techniques can push game engines to render more quickly for a buttery smooth experience beyond what the original game might have delivered due to the capabilities of the hardware at the time. We're excited to announce the first assortment of backward compatible titles that will support FPS boost available beginning when the article released. So right now. And they are Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. 
We chose this initial collection of titles not only because they are popular among fans, but to highlight several different ways that FPS boosts can improve your experience. For example, New Super Lucky's Tale can now run at up to 120 frames per second, and UFC 4 delivers improved frame rate performance specifically on Xbox Series S, and can now run at 60 FPS. This is just the beginning. We will announce and release more titles featuring FPS boosts soon, as well as roll out new menu icons and system settings in an upcoming system update. Starting this spring, you can go into the Manage Games section for any title, where you'll be presented with a new Compatibility Options uh, uh, button that will allow you to toggle FPS boost as well as Auto HDR on or off. There will also be a new indicator informing you when a game is running with FPS boost whenever you hit the Xbox button on your controller. You decide how you want to play your favorite games, whether in its original form or with FPS boost. One thing I want to say is I am very happy that they're going to include a compatibility option for auto HDR because in some circumstances it works great in others. No. An FPS boost doesn't only benefit gamers who own these titles. You'll be happy to hear that many of these upcoming FPS boost games will be available on Xbox game pass. From this initial release of updates, new Super Lucky's Tale and Sniper Elite 4 are currently available with Xbox Game Pass. We're very excited for fans to experience FPS boost, and in the coming months, we'll be announcing more and more games that support this function. And Justin says, MCC feels so good on the X. It absolutely does. And the final piece of COD and other games watch that we have is... Bungie commits to long-term development of Destiny 2, plans to tell new stories in future IPs. This is by Jason Guisayo of Game Informer. And I, and I apologize if I mispron mispronounce your last name. Bungie, the legendary studio behind the classic Halo trilogy and the popular live service Destiny franchise, is taking measures to, quote, prepare for the company's expected and rapid future growth, end quote. Excuse me. In an email press release. Bungie has affirmed plans to expand the studio, add key personnel to help create more nuanced IPs, and build upon the already extensive universe of Destiny. Last month, Bungie made definitive moves to secure a detailed expansion and redesign for its headquarters in Bellevue, Washington. The large-scale operation is slated to be finished in fall 2022 and will increase the headquarters' 84,000-square-foot space to more than 208,000 square feet. Damn. To put that in to put that into perspective, that's just below the size of four American football fields combined. This new enlarged space will house multiple development teams in addition to the experts tasked with working on the Destiny games. Additionally, Bungie will be opening its first international studio in Amsterdam at some point next year. The Bungie leadership team is also facing positive changes. Mark Noseworthy, Vice President, Destiny Universe, and Luke Smith, Executive Creator Director of the Destiny Universe, are set to oversee the brand's foray into other forms of media. Yes, this is vague, but very exciting at the same time for any Destiny diehards out there. Justin Truman, the General Manager of Destiny 2, will step into the central role of leading the future development plans of Destiny 2. Quote, In addition to building state-of-the-art facilities to support the growth and development of their talented employees, end quote, the press release reads, quote, one of the primary drivers of Bungie's expansion is to increase the commitment to the long-term development of Destiny 2, tell new stories in the Destiny universe, and create entirely new worlds in to-be-announced IPs, end quote. New shit, Will. It sounds great, but I'm hoping that they're not expanding too fast and not thinking long-term. That's my concern. I can see that. Because, like, Destiny's a free-to-play game right now, technically. Mm -hmm. um, 
and yes, there's microtransactions, but how long will that last? Um, we'll see. Who the fuck knows? Will, that's it for another Games Watch! Which means it's time for Will's Adventures with the Nailovers! Will, what did you play last week? Um, a little bit of Halo 5. Yes. And a little, little bit of Tarkov. A little bit of the Tarkov? Yeah. I, I, I made a play. So I played a little bit of Tarkov yesterday. Okay. And I made a play that I just kind of had to laugh my ass off about. So, um, I spawned in as a scav. So not your main character, but the, the, the side character that you can just run around and get loot and get out. Yep. I had like 15 minutes left in the raid. So I spawned on one side of the map and dorms is like the hot spot where you find bodies you know, that's like a lot of the good loot is in these this dorms area. So I ran to dorms, looted what I could out of there, what was left over. I'm like, all right, I'm a, I'm a skedaddle. And I start running, and I heard shooting over at, uh, for those who play Tarkov, there's a gas station area on the customs map as well. And I'm, I'm running, and I peek over, and I see guards for the, there's, there's raid bosses. And the bosses usually have higher HP. The guards have good gear, and I see I see a little like pile of two bodies, and the guards are just kind of moseying around. And the the weirdest thing has been happening because the guards used to just attack anyone, and now they're not going after scavs; they're only going after players. Um, so I ran up, and the person who must have been fighting these bought the raid boss and the 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 guards was inside the gas station and I could hear him like breathing heavily and healing. So that means he must've got shot up. Sure. So since the guards weren't shooting at me, I went and stole the one guard's gear that he, that he, that he took, um, looked in the, the raid boss's pockets because they usually, there's a, there's an item. Um, it's the, there's physical Bitcoin in the game. <laughs> okay. And, and it's 700 K to trade in a Bitcoin. Oh right? shit. So, yeah. It's a lot of money. So I so I went, stole the the I, st I stole the guard he killed's gear, the raid boss's gear, let him continue healing and just booked it the fuck out of there. So I just stole all the work he did, got out. I felt a little bad, but felt a, like, yeah, nah, you should have probably secured your gear better. Fuck it, and, you made the uh, play of the game right there. Yep. So they call that ratting, being a little rat, because you, you know, you scurry around, you don't engage, you just, nah, you're just being a scav. Leave. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I got out with like over a million ruples, which is the currency okay. uh, worth of gear out of that raid. Jesus Christ. And didn't have to kill anybody. So Is it intentional that they don't shoot at you? Um, yes, I think so. Because huh. like scavs won't. Sh so when you scav in. Yeah. Um, other scavs won't shoot at you until you kill another scav. Because, it, you know, it's like you're you're all part of the same you know sure. you're all just scavs chilling huh. in tarkov when you're a player though you're considered an enemy of tarkov so the scavs shoot at you okay so huh. it's kind of, that's the trade-off is like i had no idea and, yeah so it's kind of it's kind of fun 
just to run around and uh yeah so i got out with all that gear yesterday and it was it was and funny you didn't have to kill anybody that's didn't crazy have to, i don't think i fired a single bullet you just <laughs> you waited for you just let him heal and you're like all right bud you you can you can stay put like i'm just yep. gonna fucking go through here Ooh, what's was, this Ooh. Just got out of there that's awesome <laughs> holy shit yeah. that's funny so that, that was good and i have been um i played a little bit of h5 yesterday trying to get my shot back and whatnot because i suck you don't so. suck no, I'm, I was bad. Um, so I, I've been trying to get, it's, it's, so the issue I'm having is the, the, uh, fucking, what is it? The sensitivity setting. Yeah. It's 1.5 or two. I need like a 1.75. It's really like, hard to fucking dial it in, isn't it? Yeah. I need like something right in the middle of that. It's so fucking hard. So, yes. But yeah, that's all I played for the week. Josh, what about yourself? Well, first, Justin says, Will's Adventures is my favorite segment. I get to play these games through your descriptions. <laughs> See, I get to live awesome. vicariously. I have to. I get to live Tarkov vicariously through Will. Yeah. It's great. It's, it, um, like I said, it's, it, it's a frustrating game when you're dying and losing gear. I lost a ton of gear yesterday. Um, I was playing with uh, Drew and Joey a little bit, and then yeah. just Drew. And I lost so much gear, and that one Bitcoin I found paid for all the gear that I had lost previously. That's all you need. Day. So, That's all you yeah. need. And then um, I'm currently, uh, you have a lot, like the hideout, like I said, is like your mobile game, right? Where you have to get gear that you put into the hideout to upgrade it, and that gives you benefits and whatnot. And I'm currently building, it should be done at uh, like 8 p.m. tonight, a Bitcoin farm. So that oh my God. you have, there's G, there's little GPUs in the game that you find, you shove into your Bitcoin farm and then over time it just generates Bitcoin. So you make money over time just by running your Bitcoin farm. Jesus so. Christ. This game is just becoming too real. Oh, it's yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So, but the GP right now, everyone is after the GPUs cause that's like end game, right? right. Uh, so if you're going to find a GPU in a raid, it's going to be highly contested, very hard to get. And the spots aren't even, there's no 100% spawn rate for anything in the game. So if you, if you want one, you have to get lucky that it's, you have to probably fight over it and then be lucky that it's there. So. Goddamn. Yeah, that's where I'm at with Tarkov. <laughs> I'm still. <sighs> you still, what? I'm still wondering. If you, I don't know, I don't think you'd like it. I don't think I would either, but you know, you never know until you try, right? Well, um, and I think it'd be a well, really what? fun Wednesday's BJ's game. Well, jo I don't think it's Jordan's type of game either. Jordan, um, if you're still here, do you have Tarkov? We talked about this before. We did. You guys did not buy it. Okay. Um, the base game is we have, we have Valheim to play still. We do. We do. Um, Tarkov is it's, there's so much to it. Now, Granted, like, let me let me let me put it to you this way. I've been playing this game since 2018, not religiously, on and off. Yeah. And I'm now just now feeling a little comfortable with some of the maps. Yeah, I'm not getting Tarkov, guys. <laughs> um, now, now that I know some things, though, like I went in without like a Sherpa, without anyone teaching me. I wasn't sure. watching streams. Um, so, I mean, I could bring you guys around and try to teach you Tarkov. Um, it's okay. <laughs> which, but yeah, uh, it, it would be tough. 
Jordan asked, did y'all pre-order D2 resurrected yet? Uh, I'm going to answer no. And you don't need to gift us copies because we don't even know when the release date is, but I'll buy it myself because I, my plan is if, if you were going to play that co-op Jordan, uh, yeah. Yep. I'll play that game co-op. That fucker looks fun because it I'll looks modern. Look it. It, it, my problem will with D two originally is that like, you know, my feelings about games is that I can't go back and play a lot of older titles because I just feel as though they don't hold up very well. Um, now Jordan says it's D two with D four graphics. So yes, we're talking about Diablo two resurrected for those who don't know it, it's by saying D two. Um, it has the same gameplay of Diablo two with some enhancements to make it slightly more modern with a much better aesthetic. And that is exactly the type of shit that I'm looking for because the thing that I love, so looking at how Diablo four is going to look, the thing I'm excited about is that like, I do like how I I like colors when, when there's more colors in games and how they pop and whatnot. But D three was a little too colorful kind of getting away from the, the demonistic approach to Diablo. And it looks like Diablo four is going back to that. So I like how they're, I like how they're actually fully remastering Diablo two because that feels more of a nice, uh, launching point in Diablo four than Diablo three was. So yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for the remake of Diablo two to come out because it looks like they're doing things that they should be doing. And I never played through Diablo two when it was in its heyday. And I know how much Jordan loves it. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited. Um, I played some games as well. Uh, Halo five. We did the community play date. We had some fun doing some customs. Um, and then I just want to highlight the last game we played in the night. Okay. Well, it was a three V three that we did. Okay. It was a truth slayer. We still were doing HCS settings. It was myself hero and Justin. Okay. Against silos, heroic, Eric and Dave. At one point during that game, will I, I deleted this from the show notes because I, I can't exactly recall, but I saved the film, but I think we were down by like 20 kills or something during that game. At some point in time, we came back to win 50 to 49 and I was dumbfounded. So shout out to hero and Justin fucking what a game that was. And also fuck you all for duck hunt. Because I can't make it past like what feels like the third floor in that fucking mini game. Dave with the fucking strats on the first floor just to keep shooting the barrels the whole damn time. Oh my God. And then, uh, shot, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Shot asked if we think there'll be another outpost discovery event in the future. Um, yes. Yes, there will be. COVID has greatly impacted uh, them moving forward, obviously, with everything going on. Um, but there was plans, and I'm sure um, another thing, actually, another thing that did impact it was Infinite being delayed. Yes. So 
I feel as though once Infinite comes out, Outpost Discovery will be after the, the release date. So I would say spring 22, um, potentially. And more of the Infinite lore will probably be included in the new Outpost Discovery. Yes. Um, and shot to jump off that as well. They did say that it will come back. They've come out and officially said it. So, and like Will said, it's just a matter of time. Yep. And then for Duck Hunt, I think they should remove the barrels on the first level to give people some sort of chance because, man. It's fucking they, hard, man. Like, you just shoot the, like, the one that just pushes you off or the one that, like, the one pushes you back into the red thing. Like, you can just time it so easily. And the fact that they reset is an issue for me, too. Like, it should be one blow up and it's done. Right. We also, like, it's also better with more players, too. Because then oh, yeah. they they have to try harder to kill people. So, but I agree the the barrels really fire. They're hard, man. Mar, join up, man. We're doing, um, we're doing, uh, we're doing matchmaking. Be, yep. Matchmaking on Tuesday. Yep. So join up. If you want to get in on some games, it should be a fun time. Um, so yeah, community play date. Uh, I played some ring fit adventure. Still try to do one, do a session every day. Uh, played some super Mario 3d world. I put plus Bowser's fury because that's just the name of the game, but I haven't played Bowser's fury yet. I plan on it at some point. Uh, played some assassin's creed Valhalla and some dirt five and some destiny two. Uh, I tried doing the exotic mission for the new gun that came out. The exotic quest. I was watching a uh, dado's video on it, like on how to get it, how to get the gun but I didn't spoil it for myself because he said, if you don't want to know anything about the actual mission that you have to do, because that's all you have to do is one mission, then oh. just stop watching. But he said that if you go in it blind, it could take you a couple hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like small, uh, puzzle solving and like movement required. Do you have to do it solo? No, you do not have to. Um, but I should, I should get back on. <laughs> yes. The light level requirement or the power level requirement is not high at all. I think it's like a 1230. Oh, I got that. Exactly. So it's, it, and the enemies that I fought so far are not difficult at all, but I'm like, I bet I'm still early on in that mission, but that it's, it adds a little bit of some, uh, like raid movement into it. Like when, yeah. you, when we when you were talking about how one of the coolest portions is when you're out in space and the music kicks in and whatnot, and you're having to jump from platform to platform. Yeah. The beginning of the mission is like that. So it's the mission's cool. It's well designed so far. Like I said, I had to stop because I just knew I wasn't going to be able to do it in time uh, mm -hmm. because I was tired. So there's that, but yeah, I, I want to get that gun. Apparently the gun's really cool. It's a, it's a scout rifle. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. I, um, whose stream did I turn on today? Professor bro, man. Yeah. And he was using it. So yep. yeah, it looks really cool. It does look fucking awesome. And if you get a good roll on it, because now there's random rolls as well. Like if you get a good roll on that thing, I think just looks fucking awesome. Um, and I like how it's a scout rifle too. I just like how they, they added a different type of gun within the archetype. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's, I think, all I played. I also played some Asphalt 9 on my phone. <laughs> gotta go gotta go fast. That's it. Um, Will, it's time for some shout-outs. Shout-out to everyone enjoying the Community Playdate. 
And uh, thank you all for not being assholes during the uh, the fucking race to the end or like run to the top of the mountain game type that we did. Mm-hmm. We had we had a gentleman's agreement where we weren't going to shoot anybody. Dave, I think, accidentally did at one point in time. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, and then I started shooting Dave, so it was all right. Good, good. Just I, fucking I would, get right back at him. If I was, uh, if I, if I got killed or anything by a boulder running up top, and I spawned at the bottom, I'm like, I'm not making it. I'll just start shooting Dave. Love it, <laughs> love it. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. The duck hunt stuff before Dave was the hunter was fun. Um, we did some mongoose sumo. That was some good shit too. We did the, uh, the one where you're like, you're, you get in a vehicle and you're speeding down the ramp really fast and shit. Um, Justin says I tried, you couldn't kill people. Backsmacks didn't work. You could shoot them though and take their shields down. There you go. Yeah, that was fun. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Thanks me. You're welcome. Me. Uh, congratulations to Gandhi. For those who don't know, Gandhi works, I believe, at the studio that is that has created uh, Row Row Company, right? Yeah, I think. Um, but no, shout out to Gandhi and his wife on their pregnancy announcement. That's fucking awesome. You guys are fantastic. Happy belated birthday to Jen Taylor. Uh, ta- Taylor. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to Jen Taylor and Will, aka I am Mister Mayhem. It was his birthday on Tuesday last week. Happy belated birthday, Will. My last time I finally get to be able to say it until next year, of course. And then I said this was a foreshadowing of what happened early on in the show. But happy fourth birthday to Halo Wars 2. Sorry you're not getting supported anymore, but hey, it's a good run, you know? But no, uh, check out Yodesla's um, Halo Wars 2 fourth anniversary tournament that's going to be taking place later on in the week as well. If you want to get in on that action, we'll see if we have rock generation in the top spots there or uh Almirante 99, maybe who the fuck knows. We'll see what happens. What's up Europa. Halo. Welcome back as well. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the shots. Time for some community creations. We have halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash R forward slash halo memes clips of the week. Number nine to four. My high tech redneck. Uh, I have no idea if one's going to be uploaded though, because of Texas shit. So Beth, regardless, hope you're staying safe. I saw your tweet about the 60 degree weather. That sounds phenomenal. Wish I had that over here. But yeah, I hope, I hope that everything's going well. I hope power comes back as needed and it's just, just stay safe and everybody else out there as well. Stay safe. Good luck. And yeah, Halo 3 MCC Prism, a Halo 3 trick jumping montage is by Clearly Me. Snakebite breaking ankles, insane comebacks, and clutch snipes is the Halo 5 Pro Series Top 10 by Paradise Halo. And then a brand new podcast has entered the fold as well. Thoughts on CDL's Optic and Empire, Halo Tournament's Infinite Hopes and Dreams, Two Times the Grind, Episode 1. This is a podcast by Lottie and Snakebite coming together. Not only they're obviously like relationship with one another, but they're doing a podcast together as well. They said they wanted to do it for a while. 
fucking awesome to see. Congratulations to YouTube and kicking it off. And their first episode is live right now. You can check everything out in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Like Europa Halo did exclamation point show notes in chat. Will, that's all I got. Therefore, do me a solid and uh, plug the show. You know, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Uh, leave us a review. It greatly helps out the show, and we'd love to hear your feedback. You can join the Discord, join the community discussion. We obviously have our Xbox Club and Spartan Company. We should probably just take those out of the show notes at this point. We have uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and Twitch, if you want to find us on the socials. Yeah, we have our own website, hsprotalk.com, link to the uh, merch that's out now. Who knows what we'll do in the future? We'll have to wait and see. Who knows? Bada bing, bada boom, there you go. Well, I got a question for you. Yeah. And by question, I mean I'm going to make a statement here that's going to sound like a question. Something okay. tells me that we may or may not have an announcement next week. The 28th. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. We need to prepare for that. Yeah, we might have a little announcement. We on need to get together and do something. We do. And by little, I mean big. Eh, kind of. This, this is pretty big. It's really cool. And uh, so let's just say without giving anything away. We're going to be. We're going to be helping to bridge the gap between two communities. That's what we're going to be doing. And we have an announcement on next week's live show. So stay tuned for that. It'll be fun. And if it's not, then blame Will. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm just kidding. Don't blame Will. Obviously blame me. All my fault. It's never, it's never Will's fault. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 167. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. If you're tuning into the live show, hope you guys had a great time. If you're listening to the audio version, um, obviously thank you as well. And yeah, that's, I don't have much else to say. I'm excited for the future of the show. Got some ideas brewing and excited to see things come to fruition. I'm excited for COVID to be a thing of the past. So Will and I can be in here together again forever. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Um, Marlon says the gap between salt and pepper will be healed once and for all. <laughs> the fuck guys, that's going to do it for episode 167. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back next week. Um, if you're watching live, stay tuned quick after show at the end of this. And if you're not watching live, hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great week. Watch the tournaments, watch the amazing broadcast put on by the Europa halo teams and the LVT productions teams. You guys are doing incredible work week in, week out, keeping the scene alive and not enough good shit can be said about you guys. So seriously, thank you. And like I said, we'll catch you all next week, but until then, 